0: Hello, Zion's Company of Women podcast. I'm Courtney, and I am just letting you guys know that we are interrupting your regularly scheduled uh, podcast that we've been walking through, uh, Song of Songs, um to bring you this fresh word of the lord uh this interview that lana and i did with the beautiful natalie fuller Um, we really feel that the lord is bringing a lot of revelation and ministering deeply to the hearts of so many through this interview so we have just done a little bit of a rearrange and um this is this is our podcast for this week and we will return to our regular walk through the song of songs with our beautiful shulamite next week so we hope that this blesses you
1: hello lovely ladies and welcome to zion's company of women podcast i'm lana and i'm courtney and it's great to have you with us today. Hello, Courtney. How are you, my friend? Hello. How's the other part Anna. of
0: the world? It's pretty good. Uh, we've had a small break from the heat. So, you know, I was outside today and I could feel a cool breeze coming by. And I thought, oh, fall's on the way. Here it comes. And I know it's the opposite for you guys. So yeah. I know spring is on the way for y'all. But yeah, it's it's going good. How about over there in, in uh, Oz? How are you guys?
1: Yeah, we're good. I think the last couple of days, on actually, maybe it's been a week or so, because I think last week I said to you, Courtney, it was warming up, and I'm like, spring's coming, and now it's freezing again. It has literally <laughs> been so cold the last couple of days, but I am not so keen on summer mm-hmm. coming, but our amazing guest this morning I know is keen that summer is coming. <laughs> She loves all things summer, um, but yes, it is quite chilly. And yesterday, we didn't have any power in our house, and it was freezing. My goodness me, it was yeah, it was a whole other level. So fun, it's, no, but it's good. It's good. Life is good. And I want to say we may have a little bit of a symphony going on in the background of our podcast this morning. I have had the glorious neighbor's dog behind me, uh, literally behind where I'm sitting, howling for the last three days. So there mm-hmm. may be a not so lovely tune that all you <laughs> love relates to this morning of howling.
0: Our creation is crying out, Lana. <laughs> That's right.
1: That's right. So anyway, but I am really excited about this morning. Um, I am so excited that we have one of my dearest friends, Nat Fuller, with us. Hello, my friend.
2: Hello. Hello, girls. It's been a while since I've sat with you both.
1: (laughs) I know. I know. And I was just saying before, like, well, well, let's think an hour. But then I hit record and I went, hang on a second. There's three friends here sitting here having a coffee. This may be the longest podcast episode we have done.
2: We will try and bring it in and bring it to something con- to be continued. That's the good thing about podcasts. You can always do more. That's right. This is part one. <laughs> That's right. Oh, right.
1: <laughs> uh, well, Nat, how about um for those that are listening that like who is Natalie Fuller? you want to tell them a little bit about who you are my friend?
2: Sure well I am Natalie Fuller I'm in Sydney Australia just down the road from Lana which is so good to have my best friend back (laughs) back in the same city let alone you know many different states over the past few years. I'm married to my husband Gavin we've been married for 19 years we have five children my eldest is well, what is he now 11 my youngest is two I feel like I'm a mum that's just like if I'm going to say what I do that's what I do that's my ministry they're my, my little crew they're my little disciples I teach and train and everything like that that's where my heart is being a mother to them um, and I also I speak I write I preach I I feel like my bio these days. Someone was asking me the other day for something else I was doing. I'm like, my bio these days is she's just a lover of God. She just pursues yes. God. That's it. That's all I have to say. No credentials. No <laughs> nothing. It's just my life's pursuit is just Him every day, every moment of the day. So hopefully, yeah. at the end of my life, that will be my greatest thing that He will say to me too: that you just loved me. You loved me, and that will be the that will be the biggest. Part of my life.
1: <laughs> oh, my friend. Well, that is evident in everything that you do. I can say that as somebody that walks mm-hmm. closely with you, the way that you love Jesus and the way that his word and his voice and his presence and his love and his kindness just flows through you. It's just beautiful. So we are very excited about what the Lord is going to do today. It's going to be good. And you're just down the street. Yes. It's wonderful. So, Courtney, you need to come for a holiday, right? I am. I am. Get ready.
0: I can't wait. We'll talk more about that later. Don't let the cat out of the bag too soon. (laughs) (laughs) So good. No, but not when you were talking. I kept hearing that verse. It's one of my favorite verses. It's in Acts four, and it's verse thirteen, where it's talking about how the council members they were astonished when they witnessed um, Peter and John and their like the courage and boldness that they had. Um, And it says that in the Passion Translation, it says, uh, then they began to understand the effect Jesus had on them simply by spending time with him. Mm -hmm. And that to me, because I've had people come to me that have, just gotten into speaking or just gotten into sharing, you know, Lord's opening doors and, you know, they're not real sure about their qualifications or, you know, and I've been, I've been there before, you know, you start to jump into something new and you're like, Oh, can I do this? Should I really be doing this? And then this was one of those verses that the Lord like opened up for me. And I realized like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like spend Mm -hmm. time with him, be with him. And then Mm -hmm. the things that he opens up for you to do, it's like, you do, what what do you do? What do you do? Nat? whatever he asks me to I spend time with him and then we'll go from there (laughs) so I
2: love that it's all everything just flows from that place and it you know it being being able to be on at any time whether it's sitting in a podcast or answering a question from one of my kids or the neighbor it's you know just that overflow that everything has to come from so you can have the greatest teaching in the world but if you don't have that presence that place where you sit with him and being mm-hmm. with him. It's just that clanging symbol and everything like that. So, yeah. Preach it, my friend.
1: friend. Preach <laughs> it. <laughs> so good.
2: I love
0: it.
1: Oh, um,
0: well, if it's okay with you guys, I want to jump into our topic that we've been on for a while. Um, and we'll start with this, but I cannot guarantee that we will finish with this or that we will even <laughs> stay with this. This is just our starting point. So if you're really into this topic, my apologies from the (laughs) get-go. We're going to go where Holy Spirit says we're going to go today. Um, And I just, before we start, I was um, coming into my room here and I heard the Lord say just very clearly, I am the lion of the tribe of Judah. So I know Mm -hmm. that there is a real anointing here, a, a roar, but a presence that uh comes from the king and comes from his presence um so i'm i'm so thankful for that and i just really feel like as we share today there's going to be a real anointing for healing and mm-hmm. um some deliverance that's going to be happening in hearts and minds and when i say deliverance i mean changing of the mind um freeing mm-hmm. of of from beliefs that hold us back or even things that um oppose us or want to oppress us in some way you know wherever the spirit of the lord is there's freedom so that's mm-hmm that's going to happen today. I really firmly believe that. So if that's you, then just receive, sit back and receive what the Lord's got for us today. But Nat, I wanted to ask you, you know, we've been doing a couple of, uh, well, we've done a whole series of podcasts on the Song of Songs. Um, The Bride has been a topic that's really been on the Lord's heart a lot lately. He's been speaking about a lot. And we have definitely felt that the Lord has been preparing the hearts of his of his bride. And I just I'm curious as to what it means because we've asked we've asked almost every guest this question so far, because I, I love hearing it through the lens of of each individual, like you were saying earlier, through that place of presence and through what they've walked through with Jesus. And I'm I want to know what does it mean to you, Nat Fuller, to be the bride of
2: Christ? Mm. This is actually one of my favorite Positions of identity, I think. You know, there's so many things we can be as a child of God. You know, all of that sort of stuff. But the Bride just carries something to me that um, it's just a deeper sense of identity. And I feel like, you know, we've, you know, um, your amazing podcast on the Song of Songs and and who, the Shulamite woman and everything like that. Um, and I believe, like for me, it's twofold. For me, the Bride represents um, my personal like the personal revelation that uh we are the bride that it's not just some concept it's not just some yes collectively it's the church it's you know it's us as a people but when we have that revelation that actually i am the bride like me like i am going to meet my (laughs) groom someday and i'm going to have that wedding feast and i like it just takes it so much deeper for me and I love about, you know, I feel like when we can identify as the Shulamite and not just read it like, you know, as this, it's an amazing book, it's probably, I I say this about everything, but it's gotta be one of my favorite books of the (laughs) Bible, of course, Um, but you know, when we can read through that and we can go beyond the story and what it represents and we can actually see ourselves and be ourselves, as that shulamite bride as that woman and we can see our journey and we can recognize ourselves in her or her in us and it takes it so much more from just this character or this concept or um just this even theology or idea and it's like that is me like that is actually who i am he is talking my beloved is speaking to me He's telling me these words it's not just to his church yes it's to his church right it is the collective but he's personally talking these words to me and speaking these words to me and that when you can have that revelation when you can read those words and receive them in your heart and in your mind I just feel like Transforms us into a completely different person. It transforms our our um, identity, you know, our level of identity in Him, in a completely different way. So I've got the. I feel like half of it's the Shulamite, where I can identify as like I am the bride, and the other half that I love, and this is this is again my concept of where it is. I feel like whenever I hear the word bride spoken more in the New Testament and everything, I feel like. It's that end days, um, hope, anticipation, get your boots on, we're ready because there's a wedding feast coming. And I just love the whole idea of the New Testament bride. You know, we again, we are the bride. And I think for so many years I would read that or I'd speak like that or I'd hear that and go, yes, the church, yes, we are the bride. And then again, I'd have that same personal revelation going, no, wait, that's me. I am the end days bride. I am the one who is making herself ready. You know, going through, I've just got one scripture for today, if we go off anything, which is Revelation 19. You know, his bride has made herself ready. It was granted uh, granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure. And then I love how we take that, we take this end days bride and we take the Shulamite and we actually put them together and you can see the same story. OK, the journey of the Shulamite walking through every that, that journey that she has with him is mm. the same journey that we're doing today, that making ourselves ready, being cleansed, being purified, going deeper, like going so, just discovering our lover, discovering who Jesus truly is to us mm. and preparing ourselves for what he wants us to do. We have to come out of that wilderness and that desert clinging to our beloved so in love, so on fire, so yeah. ready for everything that he has prepared for us ahead. And that just, I don't know, I just get so excited. I get so excited, so full of anticipation, so much hope, so yeah. much expectation in that that I'm just like, come on, we all need to know our identity. Come <laughs> on, we need, you are, you are, we're all, you know, we are the Shulamite, we are the end Days bride. <laughs>
1: so good where's oh. the fire emoji on this Courtney
0: <laughs> I told you I knew like I am the lion of the tribe of Judah I'm like here we go like buckle <laughs> up here
2: we go this is gonna
0: be great oh, awesome. I, 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 I wore that.
2: my I wore my little lion pendant too so when you were talking there you go yeah totally it's
0: totally all mine. is. It's good. Oh, I love that Nat. I love wow. that want to so do everything you, you want to include
1: yeah, I was just going to say, isn't it interesting that um, that when we asked you to introduce yourself, you were talking about like I'm Natalie, I live down the street from Lana, I'm married to Gav, I've got amazing kiddos, all of these wonderful things, and then you came right down to, well, when people ask me about who I am these days, I just say that I am a lover of Jesus, or I love Him. And Nat, I think that the fact that that, is, that was part of your introduction added on what you just said, like that was prophetic, what you just spoke out, because what I was hearing in you answering that question about the bride was this beautiful place of, yes, I make myself ready. And yes, I consecrate myself. And yes, you know, one day I am going to meet him face to face. But I, I, all of those things are the overflow of the revelation that I live in that my goodness, I am his bride and I love him so much like I love my bridegroom and that I could just hear it as you were speaking I was like yes like that is the foundation like that is I am the bride of Christ as Lana, but we are the bride of Christ as a collective. And from that place of me loving him and just being in this place of deep intimacy with him, then all those other things are the fruit of my intimacy. They're the fruit of the revelation of my identity that I am the bride. And that I think if we truly get this, I think you even said it, like if we truly get this it changes the way I live, it changes the way I walk, it changes how I see things, how I see myself, how I see others, how I live my life. And I, while you were um, speaking, I kept thinking about a friend of mine, Rabbi Kurt Landry, he uh, he said to me once, Lana, the definition of Selah, he said, is not just pause and reflect, it is to approach the Word of God without complacency, to approach it again with the revelation of as if I'm reading this for the first time. And I could hear that sound as you were sharing, like I'm not complacent, I'm not familiar, that's the word, I'm not familiar with the revelation that I am the bride. Like this transforms my life. If I truly understand that I am the bride of Christ and I I don't read scripture through the lens of like a disconnect, like, oh, yeah, the bride of Christ is like the collective. No, no, as soon as I make that personal and I sit for a moment and I truly understand that I am the bride, Mm -hmm. that's that's a platform of transformation. That's a a well of transformation. Um, Love it. Absolutely Mm -hmm. love it.
2: And even with that, like, even when you have the revelation, like, I feel like I had this revelation years ago, but then there's every single time I read a verse, I go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And I have read Song of Songs, I don't know, a million times, I don't know, (laughs) but every time I do, even though I feel like I'm so familiar with this, I read it again and I'm not. Like, there's another aspect of his love. There's another depth. There's another revelation. Like, we can never never ever get to that place of oh I know it all or oh, I am it all i I know who I am and you know yes we do we we know but we go deeper and deeper and deeper and even recently like just a few weeks ago I was reading Song of Songs again and I just had probably one of my lifetime biggest 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 revelations again mm-hmm. and all to do with his love and I'm like God I just love how you do that that here i am reading this cuz i want to be close to you and i want to feel your love and i want that and then out of nowhere you just slam me again with this revelation of your love and this revelation of who i am and it's it's true like it's the opening like that that first initial revelation that's what, that's just the gateway that's just when we walk in and then we've got like this lifetime of this learning to live in this kingdom and learning to live and walk in this identity and going further and deeper all the time and it's just it's never ever ending and I just love that about God it's never ending never there you never arrive
1: it's like the never, never. ending story it? it's like the never ending discovery it's That's wow. It. Wow. so good so good um,
0: not as you were talking, you, you referenced revelation 19 and it's cause I love, I love when you, we talk about the bride, like, let's think about what it means. Like when you're out, you know, out in, in life, you're out at the shops or wherever you're at, you know, and you see a bride and she's out there having her photos taken, like if you're in a park or something like that, everybody stops and looks at her. Right. Like it's a, it's a thing. It's a moment where, um, It's, it's like, that's, that's our instinct is to stop and behold and to, Mm. and to look and see this, the beauty that's, you know, being presented and the union that's about to happen. And there's a family that's being created and there's just all this promise that's wrapped up in, in that. Um, But you talked about a verse in here where it it says, um, it's talking about her clothing. Um, like fine linen, shining bright and clear, being given to her to wear. And immediately the Lord spoke to to me something that I've actually not shared this dream with, like in a public setting. I've only shared it with a couple of people, but um, Mm -hmm. I really feel like now's the time to share it because I I feel like it has on it such a understanding of transformation and what happens when we walk like with, with Jesus through this place of being the bride. Um, It was back in 2019 I had this dream. I was standing in front of a woman who was a bride and she was trying to go down the aisle, but her dress wasn't completely put together. And so her her top was exposed and she was very nervous and didn't know what to do. And so I I grabbed this beautiful uh, white fabric and a red cord. And I say a cord because it was like a braided braided red cord, um, wrapped the, the fabric around her, took the cord, tied it. We got it looking beautiful, got her situated. We start going down the aisle and I'm apparently her bridesmaid, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really know this woman, but I guess I knew her in, in a way. We're going down the, the aisle and the aisle turns to the right. And at the same time as we're turning, there's a large um, train that's kind of over here on our left-hand side and it's up in the air. And so we turn right. The train tries to follow it's old and it's rusty and it can't keep up. And so it comes off the tracks and the bride turned and looked at me and she was panicked. And I said to her, don't worry, it's okay. We changed the music and it couldn't keep up. Just keep going. And so as she's going down the aisle, her dress transforms into this beautiful, like I've never seen anything like it before it's thick Um like crimson. And when I say crimson, I mean, dark, dark red, it looks like velvet. Like it's so rich and full, like her dress completely transforms. We get up to the front of the um, altar there and the King, it must've been a King was standing there and the bride turns and she starts to take off her crown. And I'm like, I- I'm, I'm a little confused. And I'm like, what's going on? And she takes her crown and she throws it at his feet and she bends down and like her face is just She's face down on the ground and I do the same and then the dream ends. And I have sat with that dream and I I understand it in the aspect of religion can't carry us there. There's only Mm -hmm. works of mercy and there's only works of the blood of Jesus that takes us all the way into that place of face-to-face relationship with him. But one of the things that always stood out to me was how her dress changed Um, you know, the, the red, the red cord Rahab's ribbon, it speaks of mercy, but it also speaks of an understanding of recognizing who he is. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's one of those things in song of songs where we're given this beautiful opportunity to understand and to see Jesus as the bridegroom King, like that's who he is. And when we begin to see him as he is, then we get to be who we are, which Mm -hmm. is now the bride you know yes mm-hmm. he's savior but he's king and he's our king and it just um there was something about that when you said clothing it was like it clicked in my mind and i thought there it is because that's that pathway of transformation yeah and i'm just i just i know how much you have transformed over the years not i know how much your walk of love with him has changed and brought you know aspects of you to the forefront that are just absolutely beautiful in the body of christ and so i'm i'm just wondering like what does it what has it looked like for you to transform through that that pathway of love or of relationship with him or wonder or whatever you want to call it what has that looked like kind of in real life for you to walk yeah. and then see that transformation
2: well honestly hasn't looked pretty <laughs> It hasn't no. been like beautiful, you know, radiant. You, you don't get the um the picture of the bride at the beginning, you know. Like you think about That's what I mean. Think about what it takes for a bride. Like a bride does make herself ready. You know, mm-hmm. she she prepares like even to, in today's day and age, a bride will go through beauty treatments. You know, getting ready for that big day, doing all that stuff. Um, and again, it, this just takes me so much back to Esther. Even it's like. Even Esther, when she was about to appear before the king, even though God had destined her for that, he had chosen her and ordained her. That was her calling in life. That was it. She still had to prepare herself. She still had to walk through. She had 12 months of this time, you know, all the all the women did. Um, hers was accelerated because she had favour, but she still had to walk through it. Yeah. And I think, you know, we all want... To get to the end of transformation, don't we? Like we just want to embody that final. Okay, I've done it. I'm through this. Now I can. Now I can finally live and be. But the journey is not pretty. The journey is not glamorous. It's not. You know, it is the Shulamite bride in the desert. The dryness, the loneliness, the heat. Yep. Turn it like you know. And often it's God turning the heat up on that. the whole idea of purification is that you know, the dross, it's it's melted away. The heat puts the pressure on Mm -hmm. and that's melted away and it comes to the top. And, you know, when God does that to our hearts, some of the things that come to the top, it's like, I don't want to look at that. I don't want to know that that's in there. And I remember even a few years ago when I really started going through this this real intense purification, you know, again, I think we're always going through purification. It's always, again, what I was saying before about the revelation, same thing, it's, deeper and deeper each time but I remember years ago when I first started like really really going through this I would see these things come out of my heart and I would just be like I would just feel shame I'd just be like oh my goodness like not only did I have no idea that this was inside of me But now I'm looking, I'm confronted with it. I'm confronted with it. And I just wanted to be like, oh, my gosh, I'm the most terrible person. I'm this, I'm that. Like all these lies of the enemy would just come throwing at me. And I would go, I can't believe, like this, I'm looking at the surface of this dross, this disgusting, dirty dross. And I remember um, God saying to me, he's like, don't look at what is coming out. He's like, look at the fact that I am bringing it out. (laughs) you You didn't know it was there. And, you know, I was praying all the prayers of God, illuminate my heart, like, Holy Spirit, come down into... And I still pray this every single day. (laughs) Every little nook and cranny, like, expose with your light and bring to the forefront what is inside of me. But then when we pray those prayers, we actually have to look (laughs) at what comes out. And Mm -hmm. it's not fun and it doesn't look good, but we can't focus on that. We can't focus on the... You know, he's removing it for a reason. And and we do, like, we do, I'm just like, oh, God, can you just take it out and, like, just carry it away? You know, don't. But there's something powerful (laughs) in knowing what he has removed, in seeing it and recognising it and going, wow, this is what I've been set free from. Wow. that I was in bondage to that and I didn't even know. And I was just living my life, you know. Um, and so, actually, being confronted with it as hard and unglamorous as it is, that's where the power to set us free really comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, t- even just talking about my journey uh, in that sense, it's it's hard and it's long, and I really do believe. This is why so many people don't make it through to the end. They don't make it through that. It gets too hard. It gets too ugly. It's too sometimes this goes on for days and weeks and months while God's doing his pruning and His purifying even the pruning. Okay, pruning hurts. When you have, you know, branches cut off, the pruning hurts. <laughs> yeah. Pruning for fruitfulness. It's for more, um, you know, and there's so many verses about, you know, why yeah, God prunes those who are already producing fruit and everything like that. So I think so many avoid this process or begin the process but don't end it because it does get hard and it does get ugly. But that's the powerful part of it. And when we can accept that and when we can go, right, well, I'm walking through this no matter what. I'm coming out the other side of this. I'm going to come out clinging to my beloved after he has purged every Thing in my heart and soul and mind, I'm going to be clinging on to him. It's this purity that, yes, we all want that, we want to be living in that, but we have to walk through it. There is no way. <laughs> you can't just go from A to B, I wish you could, I wish it was like that, I wish the Holy Spirit would just transform us, but it mm-hmm. is a process. Um, but that process is what is powerful and that process yeah. is mm-hmm. what makes that that purification last. Mm. Otherwise it's not, you know, it's not real. It's not, we'll just go back to our ways. We'll just go back to those things again if we don't, if we aren't confronted
1: mm. with them. That's so good, yeah. Nat. I was thinking while you were sharing, um, you know, even in my own journey in the wilderness moments, you know, in the dark nights where there's been intense purifying fire, there's like the refiner's fire is like another level. And I remember in one of those moments saying to the Lord, um, I am dying. Like just <laughs> let you know right now, like just in case you've kind of not seen it. P.S. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right? P.S. Yes. I am dying and I'm not going to make it through this. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not going to get through. And his response to me, Nat, was not a pat on the shoulder and go, yeah, I know, I'll see you on the other side. It was uh, literally he said to me, Lana, you are thriving. And I said, sorry, hang on a second. Are we on the same page? Clearly not. And like, hang no, on. Like- Did that make okay. you mad?
0: Did that make you a little
1: bit yes. mad? Because that would have made me a my
0: flesh would have been like, yeah, what
1: yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was like I was like, hang on, sorry. And that's why my response was, no, I'm not. (laughs) And he's like, Yes, you are thriving. And I said, Lord, how how are you? even able to say that right now. There's all this stuff that's come up in my life. There's all this stuff in my heart. There's all this stuff that, um, all this warfare stuff as well. Like there, it's not pretty. And the Lord says these words to me, Lana, because it is always unto something. It's always unto something. It's not a full stop. It's not, okay, I have brought this stuff out, up. sorry, full stop. He's like, there is no full stop. He said, uh, you have to have your eyes on me and remembering that it's always unto something. And that that's exactly what I heard when you were sharing. And I feel like that's a word for some ladies that you're listening and you, you may be in that intense fire right now. You're in that purification process. And I know that I can say from personal experience, it is so easy to get focused on what's coming up. It's yeah. so easy to go, oh my gosh, like, look at, I didn't even know that was in my, my heart or like I didn't even realize and then what you said Nat about then pivoting to shame well no in that moment I need to pivot to this is unto something he is he is refining me and purifying me and bringing me further into my positional inheritance of, of who I already am so I'm just growing up into the bride. I'm growing up into maturity. I'm growing up into fruitfulness. And I just felt like, Nat, as you were sharing, that there could be some ladies that you feel like you've just been really bogged down by the process, like it just feels really heavy. But I want you to hear what Nat just shared. And I want you to hear... Um, even my own testimony, that this is unto something. The Lord doesn't bring things up to point a finger. He brings things up to bring them out. It's for your freedom. It's for your healing. It's for your deliverance. And the more we see that, I think the more that I call it, Nat, what I heard you saying was that divine resolve that says, I am going to make it through this. Like I am going to come out the other side because my eyes are upon the one who is leading me to life. Mm -hmm. He's not leading me, like, yes, there's a death to self and there's a death to my flesh, but ultimately this process I'm walking is leading me further into that abundant life that I've been given in Christ. And I just want to read this scripture and I'll hand to you, Courtney. Um, In Song of Songs, chapter 2, let me see, verse 9 I think, hang on, no, Um, maybe it's 13. My little, uh, I Googled it and it's come up as the verse, but it hasn't come up as uh, what, it says chapter two. So maybe 13, I'll have a look and I'll let you know in a sec. Anyway, it says, now he comes closer even to the places where I hide. He gazes into my soul, peering through the portal as he blossoms within my heart. And then it goes on to say, the one I love calls to me, arise my dearest. And I just want to highlight this for a second because that's the scripture that I heard when I felt that weight of that maybe there's some of you that are feeling bogged down in the process, like it's really intense. I want you to pay attention to the words, now he comes closer. There's no like even in the wilderness where we feel like, oh my gosh, Lord, you're a thousand miles away. There is the reality that He is, He's always present and He's present, whether we feel it or not, like He is present in the process. And those words, He's present in the process, just kept rumbling over and over in my heart and my spirit. Nice. So I want to release that as an encouragement to you, ladies, that you are not alone in the process and as hot as the fire may feel. And as intense as <laughs> they feel, uh, your bridegroom is uh, hes right there with you, leading you into the up to something. <coughs>
2: um, you know, Lana, yeah. that's also reminding me of when Jesus was in the wilderness. And it, the, like so many people miss this part, but it said the Holy Spirit led him in. It wasn't the devil that led him. The devil at the end came and tempted him and tested everything that he had just been through to make sure that it was real But it was the Holy Spirit who led him. And it's the same thing with Song of Songs. It's like the Spirit is, like Jesus is wooing you. He's wooing you to come and be alone with him so that he can strip all that stuff off. And we're alone in the sense of a you know, we might feel isolated and alone in the wilderness from others. But alone with him. He's like he wants those voices shut down. He wants to actually deal with these things in our hearts, in our lives, and he needs to take us alone to be that place alone. When you want to have like, when, you know, if Landa and I want a coffee together, we know that we have to be alone without any children, right? If we want right. to have some a good conversation and connect and deal, we need to be alone. It's the same with him, or if it's you know, if it is with your your earthly husband, you need that place of just like to be able to gaze into one another's eyes, to be able to have that place that is just your place. Um, and you know, it was the Spirit who led Jesus in, and it's it's Jesus who's leading who's leading us in in order. He's like he loves us that much that he wants to be alone with us. He wants to be alone with you. He wants your eyes fixed on him, with no other distractions, no other voices, no nothing else contending for his love. He just wants you so much. So yes, alone, but alone with him, and alone mm-hmm. led by him, and drawn by him, and wooed by him. You and him alone. Mm-hmm. Just again, that's how, That's what to me. That's the essence of the bride and groom. They're alone. They're in their bridal chamber. They have the most beautiful intimacy that is not like, you know, my my time with Jesus is not like Courtney's time with Jesus. It's not like Lana's time with Jesus. It's my own beautiful thing and you have your own beautiful thing as well. And. We can't, you know, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what goes goes on in someone else's bridal chamber. None of my business. Okay. It's like, <laughs> between me and him. Like, that is, that's the relationship that we've got. And that's what he wants. He's, his eyes are set on you. It's just set mm. on you. And he just wants you so beautifully. Mm. So good.
0: Uh, ah, I love that. And, as you guys were sharing especially about the part where um you know the lord kind of pulling things up and out and kind of revealing it yes i i i so echo that not that that happens in a place of privacy um it doesn't mean that it happens in isolation so many times you know, that comes through our relationship, our blessed relationship with other people (laughs) like, and thank God for the people that love us enough to be loving and truthful with Mm -hmm. us. Um, Because like, I, I I remember moments in my life, particularly about one time period in particular where there was a lot of this stuff coming up and out, like life was just, everything hit the fan in every area And, um, I remember just feeling so lost and so in this process and it was so intense. And my husband, I love him so much. And he loved me enough to be really honest with me about not harsh, but he was honest with me about some things that he was seeing and noticing. And I remember standing in my kitchen at the time and I was putting away these, these wooden spoons. And I was just like thinking of like (laughs) all these 28 reasons as to why he was wrong. He was so wrong about (laughs) And Holy Spirit stopped me and like on a dime he said Courtney the whims of a friend can be trusted. And I was like, "Oh, like that was a new that was a new one." And then he said so gently he said, "You are not foolish." And I knew that he was talking about like receiving correction and it's not correction that leads to shame, it's correction that yeah. leads you into glory. It's correction that leads you into his presence that leads you into the truth of who you are. And it doesn't come with any ounce of condemnation, though we might want to do that to ourselves because it's, there's a level of sorrow with that. But I Mm. think the sorrow comes with our design in that we understand that we have been created for something different. We've been created for holiness. We've been created for fellowship. We've been created for purity and all those things. And so sometimes when we see those places of like what we feel is disconnect, you know, it can feel kind of yucky in those moments. And like, I remember in that particular time of life, I, when it first things first started to happen, I called it the unraveling because it just felt like everything was falling apart. Like I, everything that I'd like put together and was holding together was just all falling apart. And the Lord stopped me one day and he said, Courtney, it's not an unraveling. It's an unbinding Mm. wow Things so good that are not they're not yours and you're not
1: oh hello Courtney oh. we're in a divine pause right now Courtney's uh <laughs> her internet has decided to freeze on us so she will come back in a moment and finish that Glorious. Oh,
2: there she is. She's back again. Oh here. Yeah. Hello. Where did I stop? I have uh, I have a point. Where the, binding, the binding. The yes, binding. binding. Oh,
0: he said yes. it's he said it's not, it's not um yeah, he said it's an unbinding. He said, I'm unbinding mm-hmm. you from the things that I that mm-hmm. you're you're trying to hold together, but they're actually holding on to you. And it's it's become something that's that's binding you, that's holding you holding you um prisoner. And he took me to that part in John. It's John 11 and it's verse 44. It's where Jesus has called Lazarus from the tomb. And he's it's where it says then in front of everyone, Lazarus who had died four days earlier, slowly hobbled out. He still had grave clothes tightly wrapped around his hands and feet and covering his face. Jesus said to them, unwrap him and let him loose. And when I read that, when all this was going on, he said, Courtney, there are people that are alive. They have received me. They're alive in me, but they are bound. Their hands and their feet and their face are covered. And it's that place of community. It's that place of fellowship, even with the Holy Spirit, where that unbinding can happen and those mm-hmm. things can be taken off. So I love what you guys were saying, because I think that the the truth of understanding that it's transformation unto something. We are going somewhere. We're not yeah. meant to sit in the sorrow, like, yes, you can feel sorrowful, but we're not meant to to wallow in the uh, guilt of what we've done. Feel it and then move forward. Move forward into truth with Jesus that it's because he sees you and knows you as you really are that he's allowing you to come through this place of transforming the mind because that's really what it's all about. Yeah. We have changed in our identity. He sees us differently. He's made us new immediately. We're new creations, but this has to work its way out and we have to work it into us as well. So it's a process. It's beautiful, but I just wanted to speak grace to that because, um, you know, the temptation to really get down in those moments can be there and see it as that, see it as a temptation because you're not actually meant you're not, that's not what he's doing. (laughs) He's bringing you into the place of truth because you're not. Foolish, you are wise and you're, you're built for that.
1: Mm. So mm. good. Um, I'll just say something there quickly, Courtney. It reminds me of um, something the Lord said to me recently um, again. So this was the second time that the Lord has said this. And I think it kind of links in with what you're saying and what you've said, Nat. Uh, the word I'm hearing is perspective, like the way we journey through these processes Our perspective and what we're actually focusing on is either going to um, help us in the journey uh, or it's going to really bring us to a place where it's harder to get through. And I remember in one of my uh, refiner's fire journeys, I remember the words that kept coming out of my mouth were these words, I'm just not whole. Like, I'm just not whole. Like, I just want to be whole. Like, Lord, I just want to be whole. Like, I have such a passion for wholeness. Like, bring this wholeness into my life. And the Lord said to me, Lana, you already are. And I was like, hang on, what? And he's like, you already are because of what I have done. Like, what I purchased at Calvary through my death and my resurrection, that was enough. So, you're. Uh, positional inheritance is you are already whole and now you are growing up into this place of wholeness and as I I heard the Lord say that it shifted my perspective then going through the process because for me I was so I think Courtney you used the words Um, wallow in guilt or something like that. You said something along those lines and it just reminded me of so many moments where I've gone through that process with the Lord and I got stuck. And I got stuck because of my eyes then fell onto the, I'm striving to be whole. Look at all of this stuff in my life that i like in my heart, like wounding or trauma or grief or pain or things from the past or my childhood that are bogging me down. Like if I can just make it over the line of wholeness into wholeness, then I'll I'll be good. But then that's a different feeling then if I say I'm already whole and this stuff that's coming up is just being dealt with to grow me up into what I already am. And as I am walking the purifying journey as the bride, then if I am already the bride, then I'm walking through the process through in a mindset and a perspective of victory. I'm not becoming a victim in my process and coming under all of the stuff and wrestling and striving to get to something. I'm actually already that. And now I'm growing up into it and I'm walking it out. And I think if we live like that, it doesn't mean that it hurts less or the fire's less intense, but there is a strength within me that carries me then through that process. I'm not, it's almost like, can you even use the word rest in that conversation when the fire <laughs> is so intense? But you know what I mean? There's something in me that goes, okay, this hurts like crazy right now, but no, I'm already the bride and I am growing up into this fire is just growing me up into who I already am. Mm -hmm. And that that place I feel like is a place of strength and leads us through as overcomers rather than sometimes getting bogged under the process and as victims.
2: Mm. And I feel like with that, Lana, we can make the process the, we've got to go through the process but i feel like we have a part to play in how long it goes for and i look back at some of my processes yes. and I'm like, no, right. i could have made that go so much faster if i just so much this.
0: faster <laughs> right
2: and then the other times i fight like when you do use the word rest i feel like there's times i have just i've just gone okay we're, here we go we're doing it i'm just gonna jump on the wave take me to where when we surrender to it we can get through that so much faster we have to go through it that we can not control, but you know, we can have a part to play in how slowly or how quickly we get to go through that. And that's just, I think that word surrender, that's it. It's like, I'm just going to surrender to this because it's going to happen. Let's just, I, 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 you know, want to work with you God in this. I want to not necessarily have to say like, I want to do it fast, but I feel like that does accelerate the process that.
0: I don't know, Nat. There have been times where I've prayed to the Lord and I'm like, "You have to help me," but I really want this to come through peace. So I'm just gonna lay myself down, like I surrender. You know, like it's that place of humility where I feel like humility is like the best out. I'm like, yeah, you know, I surrender. Help, help, help! You know, (laughs) and I can't tell you how many times I've just said, "Mercy, Lord." Like I, I just ask for your mercy because I know what's coming. (laughs) But but yeah. I, I know enough now to like stop and look and receive that correction. And I think you're right. I think we can like help ourselves along. We can paddle yeah. along with the wave. We don't have to try to go against it. We can go with it and understand like, okay, his intentions are good. His heart towards me is extremely kind. He is so faithful in everything he does. He is merciful and gracious and he wants the absolute best for me. And I think when we get that down to that helps with that, like, move in that direction you That's know don't it. try to yeah. fight it yeah
2: yeah and, and as you're talking i'm thinking like the, the ultimate goal is to like he reveals so that he can heal but in the yep. middle he has to actually deal with it and if, i think this is a thing if we don't deal with it like he might reveal something but we, he then has to deal with it because otherwise you know we can just pull the top off of the weed and the root's still there if he doesn't deal with it we're not going to get to that place of healing. We could fix all the symptoms, but the root of it is still there. And so we've got to yeah. like allow him to deal. And that's the hard place. That's but his dealing is actually his judgment in a good way. Like mm-hmm. I was actually having this revelation this morning. I was sitting out in the front. I can't remember what I was reading, and I was thinking about. I um, know oh, it was one Peter when you know how he says like he's going to judge. Uh, judge the house of God first. And I was going through this, and I'm like, so much, so many times we hear judgment. And we think of the bad the condemnation and all that actually judgment brings righteousness because anytime a gavel goes down it's either condemning as wrong or saying it's right so when god judges us it can be for good we need the right you know the, the righteous we need his justice to come we need his judgment in order for righteousness and vindication and all that kind of stuff So we can't be afraid of even using, I feel like we're afraid of even using the word judgment. Everyone's like, oh, it's all done and paid for on the cross. Yes, your sins, my sins are all done and paid for on the cross. Mm -hmm. Judgment for me now is not for condemnation. Judgment for me, this side of the cross, is for righteousness and for holiness and it's where this purging and purifying comes. It's actually God's judgment coming on those things in my life so that he can bring me into wholeness, Mm -hmm. so that he can into healing and righteousness and and holiness it's like judgment is good judgment like you know there's no righteousness or holiness without judgment so we've got but it's the dealing and it's the we need him to come down hard on that that stuff in order to judge it so that we can move into this place of like living from that wholeness and that Mm -hmm. righteousness and and all the good and you know Mm -hmm. beautiful things there
1: can I ask a question, Nat, with um, the dealings? Let's talk about the dealings for a second. So, what is your process look like? What, like, so if the Lord brings something up, because I just, the reason I'm asking this question is as you were sharing, I could hear this, it was almost like I could hear ladies going, Yes, like, but how do I deal with it? Like, when mm-hmm. he brings, stuff up what does that process actually look like because I think that we talked before sometimes we can pivot straight to shame and go oh my gosh this is awful so actually if the Lord is pointing out things if that refiner's fire is bringing things to the surface what does that process look like for you what happens after that moment for you
2: I think the first thing is that acknowledgement, you know, and that's, again, where we can go one of two ways. Like so many times I did go into condemnation. It's like, oh, my gosh, this actually exists and this is a thing and all that. Yeah. But the whole point of acknowledgement, if we take that the right way, it's the, like confronting that. Um, and I think, I mean, I, there's probably a million answers I could get, but the one that's coming to me straight away, it's where God goes, well, okay, where, where is the origin of this? Because yes. that's where we pull out the root. It's not just the fact that it's there. It's like, well, how did it get in? Where mm-hmm. did it come from? Where was that open door? What was that first, like, you know, if you mm-hmm. can trace it, it's like following a thread back to that very first place. Because it mm-hmm. will often be, you know, an encounter or, um, un- you know, something to do, with, a wounding or um, yeah. trauma or something like that. And, again, he's not he's not bringing us back to those places of origin to, um make it worse and to make the pain you know to go back to the place of pain or something like that but Mm -hmm. acknowledging that and confronting that you're there you can then close the door and you know this is where prayer and you know all that kind of ministry and all that Mm -hmm. stuff comes in you can do that to close that door and as you know you're talking about the unbinding courtney it's like well i have got to go back to that place where i was first bound i've got to go and this Mm -hmm. is where he comes and he breaks the bondages and the strongholds and he he you know, for every stronghold that is um, a, a negative stronghold, he is our mm-hmm. stronghold. He is my stronghold. He's my refuge. He's my, you know, the Psalm 91. He's the one I'm supposed to yeah. be in. And so I think a lot of the dealing um, is, is working through um, those issues because if we can figure out where, not figure out, have it revealed, that's the, mm-hmm. I think I've spent my whole life trying to figure it out. But when you're on, he goes, "Hey, that's where it was." I was like, "I tried ten years for that, and you could have just told me in one moment." (laughs) Do that, you know. When we can see that place and see it for what it is, we're not going to get back there again. And that's what he wants to do. He wants to fully uproot it. He wants to close that door. Um, He wants to, it's not just dealing with the symptoms and putting Band-Aids on and everything anymore. He is actually uprooting that and slamming that door closed so that we can walk in maturity again. We're not going to go back to that place again. We're not going to let that happen again because we've got this awareness of what it was, where it came from. We're going to be more mature. We're going to be careful who we are. Um, open ourselves up to or whatever the situation was. We're going to be careful what we share. We're going to be um, more discerning. We're going to have, that's part of the growth and the maturity is going, oh, I see how that happened. Now I know I'm not Mm -hmm. going to get into that situation again. I'm not going to let these things come back in again because I've Mm -hmm. closed that door once and for all. So I feel like it could be a number of things, but I feel like that's just on the tip of my tongue for what what it is Mm -hmm. for, for the question here.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's really good. I just, I wanted to say this very quickly because I just feel like it's really weighing on me to share this um, encounter. But I just want to say this, Nat, that um, ladies, I want you to hear what Nat said. She didn't go, well, she said she tried to go and go looking to find where's the root, where's the root, where's the root. And then eventually, like in a moment of revelation, the Lord's like, this is what it is. I think so often in that journey, we can get to a place where we start looking like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? And I just want to, I just felt a rest when you were sharing that, that um, if the Lord has brought something up and you need to find the root of it, just stay in the place of asking him, Lord, what is it? And let him, reveal it I think in my own journey for so long I have gone looking for things maybe it was this maybe it was that and I've started navel gazing and gone maybe whoa like and there's a panic, like not a panic but there's almost an anxiety in that place and then in the moments where I've just come before the Lord and gone okay Lord this is the fruit so Lord, I'm asking that you would reveal the root to me. And I remember in one situation, there was something in my life, there was, it was an area of fear that was so intense. And I said, Lord, where did it come from? And immediately the Lord took me back into a memory. And ladies, let me be really Clear with you in this. I was terrified in that moment because I don't want to go back revisiting anything. But do you know what was so cool? That when I went back into that place, sure, I felt sad, but there was a protection around me that I felt when the Lord led me back into that place. He was not taking me back in to re trauma, like to so that I'd be traumatized again, he was taking me back in for healing. And I remember in this encounter, he grabbed me by the hand and he walked me into this room where this fear had landed. And, yes, I felt uncomfortable and, yes, I felt a bit fearful and there was, there was pain. I wasn't numb, but I wasn't being re-traumatized. And we walked in and he looked at me and he spoke one sentence and immediately the whole room shifted. The atmosphere shifted. Everything shifted. And we walked back out of the room and he closed the door. And, you know, like... Um uh, like graffiti I assume like graffiti tags you know when they graffiti like on the walls and they do their sign and so you know that that person was there <laughs> right so they so in this vision um, this encounter the door closes and Jesus paints this huge red circle on the door and in the middle he wrote Jesus was here. And as I looked at that moment, I saw in that moment that one of my places of greatest pain and where fear had landed had suddenly been turned around. And now when I look back on that, I don't cry because there's pain and fear and trauma. I look back because I that's now a well of encounter for me for what happens when Jesus turns up. And so I just wanted to share that. It was really heavy on me as you were sharing that because um he is really committed to our healing and he's really committed to our freedom so much so that he laid down his life, right? And the fact that he doesn't just want to deal with the fruit, he wants to go to the root. It's because he, for who the sun sets free is free indeed. He wants you and I, women of God, to walk in total freedom, completely unbound from those things. Yeah, it's
0: so good. So good. And I think, in all of these processes that I hear you guys talking about, and the ones that I know that I've experienced myself, um, I think one of the most important things that I I have learned and that I, I share with people is that you need to become so aware of his nature and not just aware of it. You need to yes. spend time with him in the truth of who he is, not who religion has said that he is, but who he actually is. Mm -hmm. And if you're not sure about that, like, go back and listen and read again, the song of songs. That's his nature. That is the tenderness. It's the ferociousness of his love. And even in those places where like, you know, we've looked at the Shulamite where she's, she comes and she's like, you know, he's saying something wonderful over her. And she's like, oh yeah, but Mm -hmm. I got all this stuff over here, you know? Oh yeah. But eh, this over here. And he is so obsessed with her identity. It's like, he sees it and acknowledges it and then moves right back into life and moves right back into speaking life over her. There is such grace. There is such mercy and such tenderness there. And I know for me, when I was walking through a lot of those really, I mean, I think we're always kind of, transforming with the Lord as we continue with him, but those seasons where it was really intense was the one thing that he began to really show me. And the importance of it was understanding who he is. It's his nature, who he is for you, um, how he shows up for you, the kindness and the tenderness of his heart. And, you know, he is kind to reveal those things as we can handle them. Yeah. You know, I remember having an interaction with my husband. Oh, I love my husband. He's so good for me. <laughs> 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 he, he brings up all that good stuff that needs to come up and because <laughs> he's so, he's so pure. Anyway, um, I, I was angry again, uh, a separate time from the, the wood spoon thing. Um, But I remember going in the room and sitting down and being really angry. And I was like, Lord, what is this? Because the level of upsetness that I felt I knew Mm. was not like accurate to what had happened. And I was like, well, I said, Lord, why am I so angry? And he said, you're not angry. I was like, what do you mean? I'm not, I'm not angry. And he said, no, you're feeling rejection. Mm. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to have to sit down for a while because we'll have to go through that now because it was a totally different direction than what I thought was going on. Mm-hmm. But the way that he met me in that, and I know the way that he's met both of you is with such tenderness and such kindness mm-hmm. and continuing to speak that place of identity over and over and over again. Um, that's what I think is that. And, and the humility going low, I'll never mm-hmm. forget going through a lot of that stuff. Holy spirit speaking to me, I was cleaning my bathtub one day. It's weird how the things you remember, when he speaks like what you were right. doing, at it's cleaning my bathtub. And he just said to me, he said, Courtney, it's very important that you go low in this season. And I knew it meant laying down that need to feel like I had to defend myself or defend my perspective or why I did this or whatever. It's okay to sort through those things with him. Absolutely. You can do that. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's not to defend or to explain it's simply to fellowship with him because when you fellowship with him over those things and you go low in that place of humility, you allow him to be who he is in all of his wonderful glory when you accept like who you are to him. Mm -hmm. So those are, um, those are some big things. Like we've covered a lot of big stuff today. You know, this, this type of deliverance, this type of um, walking with transformation, is is not for the faint of heart and you know now I was thinking about what you were saying earlier like so many get lost in that process or they stop short and will you talk a little bit more before we wrap will you just say a little bit more on that because I think that there's something to be said Mm. for that place of perseverance when it comes Mm. to this
2: yeah it's funny because I look back like I say that um but even as you're talking, I'm, I'm actually, come uh, uh, right now the Holy Spirit's taking me back to places in my life. Now, in hindsight, I look back even earlier and I'm like, wow, you were actually trying to bring that up back then, but I wasn't walking through it with you. And at the time, like it might have just been, it probably blew up as condemnation or I just probably got bogged down in the shame. And I didn't actually get through that or I just, you know, get in the, oh, my gosh, I'm so this and I'm so that. And I think a lot of things <laughs> I used to say years ago was like, am I ever going to change? Like that was my frustration and anger. It's like, mm-hmm. am I ever going to change? am like, is this, am I ever going to overcome this area? Is this mm-hmm. just going to be something I have with me for the rest of my life? Like is there anything? And I think I can look back now and I can see it for what it is and I can see him he was trying to bring it up. He was trying to reveal it. He, his purpose and intention was to get me through it and get to that place of healing. Mm-hmm. But I got so focused on the stuff and all of that that I stopped. Um, I wouldn't even say, I feel like I did actually stop some journeys. I feel like he's like, right, okay, we're just going to pack that one away for now? We'll come back <laughs> another time. And I look at it now and I'm like, I probably could have been way ahead <laughs> if I had just, had that discernment and um like you're saying later about get your eyes off yourself like look up look at what he's doing don't look at what's coming out look at what he's actually doing the purpose for that and i think i just didn't have that so many times but i can look back now and go oh i see your hand on that i see when you tried to do that i see when um you pressed on my heart in this area. I could see it starting to come up and then it just was too much for me. And so I shut down. Like I shut my mind down or I shut my heart down. Or, you know, the painful memories, Lana, it's like, oh, it's too hard. I don't want to go there. Like I just don't want to go there. I'm not going back to that place. Yeah. Um, and just I think it's me. I think it's us. We can because, yeah, his, his plan and purpose is always to lead us through that. Um, and I think we're the ones who get bogged down or stop ourselves or, block it out you know it's just like that's what i used to be like not dealing with that too hard to handle i can't do it <laughs> can't, go there. can't go back to those memories can't go you know all that stuff but um i don't know if that answers your question properly but that's for me. at like as you i'm i'm actually seeing those times in the past and again like even talking like this it's like we can't we can't have regret and remorse like that like we need to go you know what well, doesn't matter I sit here and go, oh, I could be so far ahead. No, no, no. Who I am today and where I am today is exactly where God wants me. He can accelerate that healing process. It's not to say that I'd be so far ahead now. It's just to say, like, I could have dealt with that earlier. But Mm -hmm. even even not working with him in that process or even hindering or stopping the process myself. Even today, I can't sit here and go, oh, imagine where I would be if I cooperated with the Holy, right. Holy Spirit and if I did that. But no, this is where I am today. He's got me. He can quicken those processes. He can accelerate that. There's no time lost. There's no, you know, got outside of time. It's not about time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many different threads I feel like I could grab right now. <laughs> Just to sum that one up. Yeah, it's like he, he will do it. He will mm-hmm. do it and you're not losing anything. Just again, just enter into that surrender and that humility. Yeah. I that what yeah. you're touching on there. That humility is really it. It's just it's where it's at. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I agree.
1: agree. Go ahead. Sorry, Mom. go Courtney. Okay, sorry. I um I was just gonna say there's that sound of faith, Nat. I mean, you are someone I tell you all the time, like the way that you walk in faith and your authority is just, it's so powerful. And I, I just, I hear it again, like just then when you said those words, you know, there's no time lost. There's all of those things. How easy is it, ladies, to be in that process and to look back and go, oh, what? look at all this stuff that's happened or, oh, look at the brokenness inside of me or, man, I wish I was further along than I am right now or that narrative is not going to lead me to faith. That narrative makes me go, I feel depressed, I feel despaired, I feel hopeless, and none of those three words are who he is, that he is complete opposite of all of those things. He is hope, he is life, he is healing, he is freedom, he's outside of time, and that just when you said that, I felt it land like there is nothing is wasted, like nothing is wasted. He can redeem in a moment. He can restore in a moment. He can bring double recompense in a second. What has happened in 10 years of pain, trauma, grief, loss, whatever it may be, he can restore unto you in ten minutes, like that's who he is, and that I just felt that, like I feel like there was even an impartation when you you spoke that just then. I felt like I got hit in the in the face of faith. Like wow, like as I walk this journey, yes, I, I'm not, I'm acknowledging my pain. I, I'm acknowledging that it's there. I'm not, I'm not hiding from it. I'm not pushing it down. I'm acknowledging it, but I'm not allowing that to be the loudest voice. The loudest voice in my process is what he says. Mm -hmm. And he is life. He is healing. He is freedom. And I just feel like there are ladies listening that he wants you to know that, uh, hear my heart, when I say it doesn't matter, I'm not lessening the pain of the journey. What I'm saying is that what has happened in the natural is, is nothing compared to the restoration, healing, recompense and freedom that he can bring and is bringing to you in but a moment. That's the season we're in right now. He's restoring and healing and uh, bringing recompense at an absolute accelerated pace. And what you've walked through, as hard as it may have been, the Lord will use it for your good. He will turn it and he will use it To minister to others and and just the glorious ways that he does that and so i just i had to jump on that nat because it almost knocked me back in my chair when you said it i was like whoa
2: there's an impartation right there (laughs) Uh, and even that like i just quickly make this point but um that ties in with humility as well because who do i think i am that i can stop (laughs) what god's doing in my life like really Am I that yeah. powerful? No, yeah. humble yourself. Lay <laughs> yes. you know, down. Surrender, because he's gonna do it. He's gonna yeah. do what he's gonna do in my life. It's mm-hmm. like I think we can even have this. Like we think of it as well. I think of it. It's like this false humility. It's mm-hmm. like it's not. That's not what humility is. Humility is. They're going. You're gonna like. You're gonna do whatever you're gonna do. There's nothing I can do to stop you doing that. There's nothing. It's like I am not that big a deal. I am not that powerful. I don't have that much human authority in my life even that I could stop what God has for me. It's just, again, that's where I go, just surrender and go with the Just do it.
0: (laughs) Beautiful. Uh, I was sitting in Psalm 37 this morning, Psalm 37, verse 11. And this is the verse that sometimes the Lord and I will go through a lot during one time that we sit together. Sometimes it's just, no, we're going to sit on this one verse and I'm just going to let you think on it for a while. Psalm 37, verse 11, but the humble of heart will inherit every promise and enjoy abundant peace. Peace. And that entire psalm is all about like, give God the right to direct your life. And mm-hmm. as you trust him along the way, along the way, not I could be at this point oh, and yeah. I'm not, because we just make that up in our head. We yeah. could be perfectly on time. We don't know. But mm-hmm. it says, as you trust him along the way, you'll find he pulled it off perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love it. It's just, you're right, Lana. It's faith. It's humility. It's yeah. humility. But it's also trust that the Lord is going to be who he is for us and to us. And I love that about you, Nat. Um, I think, Lana and Nat, I think there is an impartation here. And I would love to have you, as we kind of wrap this up, Nat, I would love to have you pray for the ladies mm-hmm, just yeah. as you feel Holy Spirit lead, whether you pray whatever, deliverance, impartation, whatever you want to do. Because I do feel like there's a real sweet place of peace but place of connection with him right now and i would just love if you would do that
2: yeah absolutely let's pray oh holy spirit we welcome you i just ask you to come now and i just ask you to for everyone who is listening to this at whatever time wherever they are whatever they're doing right now i just pray that you would flood them with a knowledge of a a revelation of your love for them a revelation of your absolute goodness a revelation of your hand of healing god and i just pray i just i feel like there's people resisting this right now because they're you're afraid of that trauma you're afraid of what that root is and everything and i just pray right now holy spirit that you would surround that surround that thought surround that feeling surround that fear, whatever it is, and that you would just encase them in your love but, let, but flood into them the revelation of your goodness and the revelation that, I. okay, this is what I'm seeing right now. I see Jesus just coming up to you and you're, you've got in your hands whatever this thing is that you're holding up and you're, you're clinging on to it so tightly. You're holding, you want to give it to him, you, you do, like you're really trying to, you want to be able to trust him. You want to hand it over, but your hands are just clenched so tightly. And I see Jesus coming and he's standing in front of you and he's, he's like his head is on, on, like he's like kissing your forehead, but his hands are wrapped around your hands. You're clinging tightly to this thing, but his hands are holding your hands and he's not peeling your fingers away. He's just gently touching and holding you. And as as he's holding your hands, you can't help but let go. You can't help but loosen your grip. You can't help but unravel your fingertips. and, And he's just taking this out of your hands. He's taking this burden. He's taking this yoke. He's taking whatever this heavy, heaviness is. This memory and this trauma, and he's taking it and he's putting his hands over it. And now I see him, it's just gone. And I see him holding you, and I see his head on your head. And I believe I believe what this is is he's giving you the like the mind of Christ. And he's as you have this revelation of his love, your mind is being transformed. Your mind is being set on these heavenly things. Your mind is, um, you're knowing your lover. You are knowing your beloved. You are embraced by him. And you know right now, you know that he is for you. You know that he is your healer. You know that this whole process is not meant to harm you, but it's meant to strengthen you and deepen you. And, Lord, I just want to pray for every woman who feels like this is them right now. I just pray that, Lord, they will rest in your embrace. They will surrender and let themselves just fall into your mighty arms, God, that you do hold them, you do lift them up in this wilderness, hot, dry desert, that you are carrying them out. They are not walking out of this in their, old, in their strength, their own strength. They're not walking out of this in their old identities. They are walking out of this place carried in your arms. In fact, you never have to put a foot on the ground again. He will carry you. He will take you. Just rest and go in the arms of your beloved right now, and he is walking you out and he is walking you through and he is healing and delivering and setting you free and you will not be the same. And I want to I speak this over someone or many people as well now. You're not going back into the desert. You're not going back into that harsh desert. There will be times to come, yes, that he will keep refining and purifying, but you're not going back there. Whatever that big, I don't know, I that, that huge thing is, Once you are out, you are out. And I speak that over everyone now. I speak that over anyone who's afraid of um, finishing the process and being taken back again. It's not going to happen. Lord, we trust in you. We rest in you. Jesus, we just give you everything. We love you. Give us a revelation of our identity as your bride. Ask me personally, each and every woman, that they would know they are your bride. Your eyes are on them. Your gaze is love, and you just want them. And you want to know that you want them to know how much you truly see them, know them, and love them. And I just release this love. I just release this um, revelation of identity as your lover and as your bride in this day, in this moment, and in this season that we're in, Lord that you would awaken your bride, that you would awaken the bride within every woman here, Lord, every woman listening, God, that we would rise up collectively in our identity in you and we would collectively arise as your bride for the times that you have us in, God. We say yes and we say thank you, God, and we do look forward in an expectant, hopeful, joyful, expectant, Excited anticipation, God, for everything that you have. We love you, Lord. We love you so much. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Woo! There it is. <laughs>
2: there it is.
0: <laughs> so, good. Uh, so good. So Matt, good. Matt, would you tell anyone who's watching or listening along where they can? get in touch with you, follow along with you, see all the wonderful things that you're doing, how can they do that?
2: Mm-hmm. At the moment, I pretty much only have Instagram running for myself right now. <laughs> there you go. So um, it's, my handle is Nataliefuller.co. That's on Instagram. And there hopefully in the future when um, technical things, you know, uh, Unraveled and dealt with. <laughs> Delivered. <laughs> <laughs> but right now I hang out on Instagram. I feel like Very that's good.
0: where my people are at. <laughs> Very good. I get that. It's a different vibe, you know, between Facebook and then you switch to Instagram. It's it's a different thing. Yeah. I get that. I, I understand that. Okay. So if you're if you're wanting to follow along with with Natalie, the wonderful Natalie, um, or Nat as Lana so affectionately calls her, um, Check her out. Instagram Natalie Fuller2Ls.co. That's her IG yeah. handles. Thank you so much, not for being with us today and just sharing who you are, what you carry, what the Lord has done in and through you. Um, it really is the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony that brings um so many good and beautiful and wonderful things. So thank you for sharing, you know, your heart and your journey with us. I know it's going to bring Um, a
2: lot of ladies freedom thank you so much for having me ladies it's been great to just sit and chat with you too so (laughs) i'm not going to say no to an opportunity like that (laughs) (laughs) So good. all right lovely
1: ladies thanks for joining us nat we love you and we will see you next week bless you ladies bye
2: we hope that this podcast has blessed you and we have been blessed by bringing it to you today if you would like to see more of what Zion's Company of Women is about, please check out our website, Zion's Company of We
0: pray that your